Good morning and welcome to everyone. Today is 11 February and is the International Day of Women and Girls in Science. My name is Sara Montinaro. I'm Lifoceric Chief Communication Officer and I'm here with Miss Africa Zanella, Lifoceric Gender and Equity Expert Consultant. Welcome, Africa. Oh, thank you, Sarah. Lovely to be here. Thank you. So welcome and thank you again for being here with us. I have so many questions today and I'm really eager to get started. Shall we? Yes, let's do so. Okay, my first question is, you know, Life for Cherry is committed to achieving gender equality and equity. We were recently appointed as the infrastructure's gender and equity expert consultant. But what is a gender and equity expert and how do you envisage your role? The, the whole concept of gender is uh, often misunderstood to be, to be just simply uh, women, but it's not. It's actually uh, looking at both, uh, both a, a variety of genders, male, females, and, and non-binary. So the, the concept, I am actually a gender economist uh, and a social scientist, so my role is to ensure in this particular role of uh, with LifeWatch, where um, you know we've, we are actually looking at um, implementing the European Union gender strategy, and specifically working with the Institute, um, uh, the uh, European Institute for uh, the, the gender, the gender um, brief. So what does this brief in, entail? Well, it entails um, fostering uh, equality in scientific careers, it, it, it means ensuring that, that there is gender balance in decision making, in making in processes, in programs, in projects, that there is uh, always a gender lens. In other words, that we're looking at the equality balance of, of all decisions being placed on men and women, just put it in, in sort of a, a sexual terminology, male and females, uh, and so that, that uh, we have equality. And equality is equality of opportunities, so that runs right through the whole organization. The strategy that is being used since, to nine, since the Beijing Convention, which was the first time that, that, the, uh, that the world started thinking about women and, and um, equal to men in, in the concept of opportunities, uh, is essentially the mainstream. And mainstream means looking at the whole organization from a perspective of um, uh, SDG5, equality, and looking at the, uh, the organization to ensure that we're integrating the gender dimension in research innovation content. So in, the, in, in, in light of uh, uh, LifeWatch is, is about ensuring, and I'll repeat, the integration of gender of a gender dimension in the research innovation and content. What does that mean? That last item is very, very important because it essentially means that sometimes when we pick up, when we start looking at research, there is already established models which will probably have not been desegregated, in other words, in terms of gender. So they are repeating the same mistakes over and over again without giving due consideration to the, um, to the, uh, to the idea that, uh, that the role of women has changed over time, the needs have changed, and we need to be looking more seriously at male and female as desegregated data. Uh, and also the, 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 the focus on, on research, for example, for a long time, OECD um, has been lo looking at um, what value do we give to 
to uh, domestic work, right? And I mean, and I'm talking about G20, um, 20 years ago, where they they started looking at we should start valuing the uh, valuing um, women and women's work and do some research on that area and come up with you know what that value is and it still hasn't been uh, undertaken. So there's a lot of areas of women particularly that uh, research has to be done as a social scientist to 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 measure the impact uh, that women have and the contribution that they can make to a number of fields, particularly in the area of uh, economics and also environment, and um, we and we look at uh, the social impact. So sustainability depends on women having an equal role, and this is what it's all about. Thank you very much, Africa, for your first reply. Well, you yourself, you have a background in social science, but uh, during your career, you have been heavily involved in green industry, sustainability, and other hot scientific topics. What is your personal experience as a woman working in science and research? Okay. Uh, the, the, uh, I have got through the whole sort of um, gamut of private enterprise, public enterprises, and academia. So uh, my, my background is actually economics and industrial psychology. So having looked at that, having sort of worked in that area all my life. Um, discrimination takes place everywhere, irrespective of you know, where you are, uh, worldwide. Uh, and discrimination essentially means that they're looking at, at a newcomer, which is women perhaps, um, in a different light, in, in a different way, that they would look at an existing um, player, such as, as a male counterpart. So my own experience is that for many, 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 many reasons, one of which is uh, my strong will and my career, the choice of career, because when I started university, there were only two women in the, uh, in the economics department. Uh, and whilst you know most of the other women took up humanities, so it, from my own perspective, I have decided to break barriers. That has been my goal in uh, in in life, i.e., break the barriers. Because I don't I don't advocate for equality per se between men and women. I advocate for equal opportunity. If a woman chooses to go into science, it should be no barriers. Just as if a man chooses to go into science, there should be no barriers. And if, you know, different sexual identities go into science, there should be no barriers. In other words, we have to work towards the idea of that. I think recently I, I have acquired this beautiful statement from Madeleine Albright, the, uh, you know, one of the first women of um, uh, sure. in politics in the, in the United States, as you know, for, uh, Secretary of State. And she said, it doesn't matter what color, it doesn't matter what gender, it doesn't matter what age, all it matters is relevance. If it's relevant to your life, then you go for it. And in my particular case, I was challenged, for example, I went, I was on the board of um, Waste Services New South Wales in Australia, and I went to Italy. And in Italy, I found a technology that converted tires into, into rubber. And from rubber, we could use it as, as a green product. 
So I imported that technology into Australia. And together with a, a male colleague who was an engineer, we set up a green rubber project. And that green rubber project had a lot of problems because it was a, a pioneer. It, and it is now still sort of having difficulties, although it's being implemented a lot more across the world because the waste, you know, tire waste is such a huge uh, uh, problem that a solution had to be found. And what, and because I was a waste management expert, I became very involved with that project and to ensure that we, we you know, we sort of started at least making inroads into that area. Uh, did I have any objection as a woman? No, I didn't. I had a lot of objection uh, from the economic viewpoint. In other words, was the project sustainable? Yes, it was in terms of waste. No, it wasn't in terms of economics. So while the, uh, you could give a tick for environment and you can give a tick for social, you couldn't give a tick for economics because the, the technology was too expensive for, for its time. So there are challenges there. And personally, um, I, was, I, was, you know, I, was, I was called the tire lady. So you know, <laughs> I thought that was rather quaint, you know. Why not? <laughs> Thank you very and who much. Cares? You know, who cares? I don't care. <laughs> because no, no. as I said, if you take that attitude that there are no barriers, then you just you just keep on going. And and I I hope that I encourage young girls to look at themselves as the as the carriers of of this innovative practice, which says, I'm not a victim and I'm not a hero, but I am a human being and I want to live my full potential. Therefore, don't put any barriers in front of me. Let me, let me see what the law says. Let me see what my company uh, um, supports me with. Let me see how I can make a contribution to the world. And that is the message that I would like to convey in today's um, uh, a special day for International Women in, uh, International Day for Women in Science and for girls. You know, make a contribution. That's the most important part. And by the Thank way, Madeleine Albright said, as I said, I, I go back to Madeleine Albright. And there she is, nearly eighty, and she says, "I'm not old because I'm still relevant." No, that's a very interesting line, and also your story is really inspiring. I hope it will be also for our watchers and listeners. Um, at the same time, I we went today on the United Nations website, and we read out that actually, I'm quoting, uh, female researchers tend to have a shorter, less well-paid career. The work is often unrepresented in high-profile journals and they're often passed over for promotion. More interestingly, we found out that women are typically given smaller research grants than their male colleagues, and while they represent 33.3% of all researchers, only 12% of members of National Science Academies are women. Why do you think this happened, and why do you think women and girls are, all, are often overlooked in research? Not only in research, Sarah, but as I mentioned earlier during a, a, a preview, uh, the, the whole issue is called stereotype, okay? Unconscious mm -hmm. bias. They're the sort of uh, um, indicators and parameters that uh, a social scientists have to look at, especially if you're working in the gender field. Um, what, you know, what, what is happening? 
What is happening? Why is, is that happening? Uh, what is happening because of stereotyping? You know, uh, their, the established pattern is, um, it's been there for such a long time that people have assumed that that's the way it is. And, you know, it is what it is, that sort of concept. But absolutely correct in the sense that women, there's a, a huge pay gap. There's a, a lack of recognition. There are so many women. You know, I look back into antiquity and find Ipatia, sort of a woman scientist that, you know, was equal as a mathematician to men during, you know, Roman and Greek times. And, and yet, you know, going backwards here, it's still with the same argument that women aren't, you know, are not supposed to be attracted to science, et cetera, et cetera. So I, I believe that it's got to do with a, a stereotype. Now, a stereotype is not right across the board because, as I said to you, when you look at the whole concept of science, there are a lot more women doctors than there were in the past, for example, in my own lifetime, um, researchers is a different story because they don't get the credit. You know, they, mm -hmm. they, they, they say you enter the field, you're still young. Um, and, you know, I, I, I address the, the younger generation on this issue. And you get yourself a, a person who is the boss and, in, you know, in, in most likely to be a male. And he's not used to you working, you know, to working with females. And there's all kinds of issues, all kinds of gender associated with sex and associated with, uh, you know, even sexual harassment and, and being discouraged and, and being looked at as, a, as an object and et cetera, et cetera, as humans, as humans will carry that sort of um, bias. Um, so I don't have an answer for that question. I don't know where where it could go other than to continue advocating for equality. In other words, you know, uh, if the organization that you're working with does not appreciate your contribution and your relevance to the topic that is on hand, then you have to change. As simple as that. You've got to keep on going. And, and at the moment, you know, there aren't as many females as males in the... Uh, in, in academia, especially in the research area, there might not be enough encouragement in the family and the culture to look at, you know, why women are not entering the field and why women shouldn't surpass uh, her husband in terms of income and, you know, all kinds of uh, cultural issues. I'm happy to say that, you know, through my little research that I've done on this subject, that, um, Spain has a very good record of uh, scientific and engineering. And also, we must also distinguish that in uh, research, in any sort of research, uh, service industries do better, and so does information, uh, than say, you know, the hardcore type of uh, scientific um, uh, work, as I understand it. And recently, when I was in Russia, as I said earlier, um, I found out, for example, that there is a culture of science. Uh, Russia was a communist country and there wasn't such a huge difference between male and female at that stage. So their female labor participation rate was all across the board, whether it be, you know, in industry, which is where in the Western world uh, we don't have such a high percentage of women 
researchers, for example, uh, in in Russia, you know, uh, it was a different scenario altogether. So we got to look at the culture. We really do honestly have to look at the culture. Uh, I found some incredible women in Morocco, incredible leaders uh, in science and, and technology and research and in Africa, in the continent. And there's a, a group called AREP, I think, I believe that, ESIC, which is a, a, a African and Europe uh, research uh, platform, which I belong to, where mostly women. And uh, you'd be amazed how much talent there is. It's just a question of recognition and money, because we recognize people by way of how we are rewarded financially, and we should do. Africa, thank you very much. I have to say that uh, this, was a, a, this was a very interesting chat, and uh, I think I can speak for the whole life for to say that we are thrilled to start working with you, and we really look ahead for what the future, you know, where the future will bring us together. Again, thank you very much for your time. I hope we'll be here soon with another video or some other contents for our public, our researchers and, uh, you know, all our users here at LifeWatch. Thank you very much. Well, Sarah, I, I want to say thank you as well. And I want to leave a, a final message, which I hope uh, it is for the young generation. And that is, let it not uh, be a barrier that you are a woman, okay? Let it be something that you're proud of, something that means you are contributing in a way that it is unique. You are contributing as a worker because across the world, women don't have a choice about work. We work. And we are also contributing to the human species. We reproduce. And my latest research is actually all about the women, the role of women is reproductive units and productive units, and how those two have to somehow come together in order to, to achieve sustainability. And that's what the world is all about right now, sustainability. So good luck, girls, and onwards. And thank you, Sarah, for this interview. I, I really enjoyed it. Thank you very much. Thank Goodbye. you very much for your time. <laughs>